Live from the R&R Studios in the good old friendly city, it's the Boys from the Wheel Podcast. What is going on, guys? No, you don't have to adjust your dials. Yes, this is still kind of the same podcast, a little different. Let's do an introduction here. So, we started out as 100% Jeff and Chris, and we decided, you know what? It's not as as much fun, just two people. So we decided to bring in all the boys from the wheel. So welcome in to the Boys from the Wheel podcast. First episode, first season, we're going to be talking Super Bowl. So, let's go around the horn here, see who's joining us today. Mr. Chris, how you feeling? Good, brother. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Jordan? Oh, what's going on, buddy? We finally got you on... Named in the in the lights and everything else. Hey, man, it only took two episodes. <laughs> it took two episodes, and boom, I'm permanent. <laughs> there you go. Now, newest edition. I wouldn't say newest edition, but permanently edition. Had him on the show a while before. All the way from the land. Sean, how you feeling, buddy? Do I have walk-up music? <laughs> <laughs> we, we can work on that. I mean... <laughs> oh, I'm doing well. Uh, it only took... 170 some thousand podcasts to get me on but hey <laughs> hey here we are so now wh- whatever happens folks happens at this point because it's it's gonna get pretty pretty bad so anyway we'll talk about the super bowl crazy crazy super bowl this weekend a lot of crazy things happening a lot of records broken a lot of different things happen city of la let's talk about that first rename city of champions only one in history to win all major titles. MLB, NBA, NFL, and NHL. No. No? You don't think so? No, because, I mean, I th- still think of the Rams as being from St. Louis. I mean, Grant, I know, I get it, I get it. I just, it's weird to even hear that come up. Because you got to think, Dodgers. The Lakers and the Kings have been there for absolutely forever, and you're still thinking only three years ago the Rams came into town. It's just weird to me. For the second time. That's true, too. I don't know. <laughs> I I still catch myself all the time calling them St. Louis, and same thing with the – I almost did it again, calling Las Vegas, Raiders, Oakland. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm a huge Kings fan, but, you know, we haven't really been worth a darn here in the past few years. So, you know, if it wasn't for that dang hockey team, I'd say, yeah. But, you know, if the Kings get some stuff together, it'd be great. But, um, no, everything that's happening out there, there's something magical with the Dodgers, the Lakers, everybody right now. And, um, you know, of course, uh, Michael Grove wheeling since this is the boys from the wheel here. Let's bring him up, you know, even though he didn't get an opportunity to actually pitch up there. Gets a World Series ring, so yeah, I, I don't think yet, but you know, if the hockey team could figure some things out here in the next few years, maybe. Well, I, I'm willing to call any other city the city of champions other than that Pittsburgh. So <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, I mean, the Kings are winning. Uh, I mean, the Kings are not bad right now, so they could make a push. You know, they're only in 13th in the West, but you know. You never know. <laughs> I feel like that was an early step. <laughs> yeah, I mean, within, you know, the the 20s, I mean, 
the two thousands, that's that's insane. Like that's that's crazy to me that all those teams have won championships. Another crazy thing to talk about teams from LA, the fact that Matt Stafford and Clayton Kershaw went to high school together and was on the same team. Now have both won championships in LA. Yeah, I didn't fucking know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean there, there, I didn't know that was a thing. There has to be something in the water there. That is nowhere in my fucking notes. Right <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, there there has to be something yeah, in the got, water down there. Yeah, I got powerpoints. <laughs> I come prepared, buddy. I guess so. <laughs> He's the only one. Yeah, well, that's somebody's got to. But another crazy thing: quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl in their first year, only three to ever do it. Now, Matt Stafford, Tom Brady, and Trent Dilfer. Well, first time with a new team. You're on a new team? Yep. Yeah, first year on a new team. Wow. That's good good company to have. So who y'all replace with Baker with next year? (laughs) Uh. (laughs) I feel like that's a story for another time. (laughs) But I I I feel like... Trying to figure that out. I, I feel like yeah that's true i feel like two out of three helped their teams win i feel like trent dilfer didn't do anything trent dilfer that was the defense man. oh it was absolutely yeah, it was and shannon sharp yeah, <laughs> it was the defense sean damn it that was our super bowl man it moved the damn team our freaking super bowl i was low-key uh i was low-key rooting for the the rams solely because of that but I mean, it's a higher team, man. That's what I wanted. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Can we talk about Eric Weddle for a second, though? Holy shit. Dude dares his peck and continues the game. They put him in a harness, and he was retired before coming into the playoffs. Until next January. Well, he said he's done again. He said that's it. He's done. Yeah, we'll see. Wow. (laughs) Now tearing his his pectoral muscle. I think he's done, done. (laughs) But just an unbelievable performance by him coming in to the postseason. He hadn't played, what, two years? Mm-hmm. Just craziness. Yeah, and what helped was the last team he played for was the Rams, so he was already familiar with the system. So he knew exactly what he had to do. And believe me, he went far above and beyond and did it. Well, and the nice thing is, too, for him, too, I mean, that that's a hell of a way to go out, you know, winning a Super Bowl. Because I said the same thing because I was actually sitting right here in Jeff's living room watching that game, and I said, you know, Tom Brady needs to retire now because I don't think he's going to have a chance for another one. So kind of sucks the way that he went out. But, yeah, I mean, what a way to go out. Yeah, I think that's it. You got to go out a champion now. There's quite a few people they're talking about that's on the L.A. side that's probably going to retire. No, the biggest one that I heard was Aaron Donald. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a possibility there. And who knows? I mean, Sean McVay, too, talked about possibly retiring. That's crazy. Yeah, that that is. He how old is he? Like, like thirty. Yeah, he's thirty eight or something. Thirty six, I think. Thirty six or thirty seven. There, yeah, we'll meet somewhere you in, in the there. middle. Yeah, somewhere in there. But yeah, he just unbelievable coach. Just did everything he could um, to finally win a Super Bowl. We'll get into the game now. Twenty three twenty Rams. Um, both teams putting up a good fight. Um, biggest question though, on the Bengals' first possession, fourth and one. From midfield, go for it. Don't go for it. We'll go around the room here. Get some thoughts, Chris. 
Yeah, I mean, I think in a big game like that, you go for it. You're laying it all, all out on, yeah, yeah, I could talk today. That tasted good coming out. <laughs> Let's try that again there, folks. Yeah, you lay it out all out on the line. And what's the famous uh, line from Waterboy? Last game of the year, can't hold anything back now. That That is exactly my mindset. Jeff, you and I talked about this when we were doing high school football, too, especially when you have a coach like Brett McLean. He was always like, hey, we're we're going on the line here. That's the reason why you have to go out. You have to put it all on the line. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's the biggest game of the year. Uh, bigger in some aspects for certain players than others. Um, but if you're going to win probably the biggest game of the year, you have to take chances. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And, I mean, it just all depends on if it works out or not. Yeah, no, I kind of reiterate what both you guys said. Um, it's the It's the biggest stage of the year. You got millions of people watching. I think everything goes out the window of how you play throughout the season. It's the Super Bowl. You know, I think you go for it. You, you, you do what whatever it takes to win and give your chance or give your team a chance to win. And that's what happens. Yeah, I mean, I, I fully agree. A lot of people are like, oh, it was too early. You should have kicked the ball. No, screw that. I mean, go for what, you know, go for it. Throw it online. It's early. You have time to, to make it up. So, I mean, that's that's one of those things. I mean, it didn't pay off for them, but it showed they were willing to put it all out there to, to get it done. So, first touchdown on the board goes to the Rams, and unfortunately, speaking for Sean and myself, goes to <laughs> OBJ. <laughs> yeah, fuck that, the guy. Um, <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I, I congratulations, OBJ. You finally got it. You hopped around to 50 different teams, whatever. <laughs> You know, you got your Super Bowl. Now shut the hell up. <laughs> and that's how I am on that. That's it. Well, I mean, the biggest thing is, too, how's he going to be walking now, too? You don't know with that yeah. knee injury now, and he went out with that. But it, it just it still begs the question, especially for you Cleveland guys. I think he's now proven that Baker was the problem. You know, when he gets to a team that actually has a good quarterback and can get the ball to him, there you go. He shows what he can do. I think right system, right time kind of thing. I mean, it just depends on what kind of system you're in, honestly. I mean, the LA's more of an air and out kind of kind of deal, and when you have Cooper Cup on the other side, gonna kind of get some matchups that you want. Well, and I, I mean, that was proven in this game too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I mean, you shut down one guy, or you know, a guy goes out with an injury, and then you have somebody else to go to, and and that's. That was another key for the victory for the Rams in this one. Very, very deep team, talent up and down the lineup. Close out the scoring it was, here. It was go ahead. It was also the kind of play that OBJ thrives in. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's exactly the kind of ball, perfectly thrown ball. Yeah, high the point exact position that you get to OBJ, and that's where he's successful. Yeah, he high pointed the ball, brought it down in the end zone. That's that's his type of catch. That's what he wanted on big stages. But closing out the scoring here in the first quarter is probably the most famous player in Cincinnati right now, besides Joe Burrow, is Evan McPherson with a, with a field goal of 29 yards. That kid's unbelievable. He sat there and watched the halftime show from the damn bench, which is great. I think that's just freaking awesome. But second quarter scoring here, Cooper Cup gets on the board. Guy had an amazing game. We'll get into him later on. But just unbelievable, just beating beating people off the punch. <laughs> Tore up Eli Apple. Poor Eli Apple. Well, we called that though. We, we did. It, it was Who? 
It, exactly. <laughs> it was unheard, but yeah, we, we definitely called that. But yeah, and then Bengals answering back, T. Higgins. What just an amazing season season by him too, also. Six yard touchdown pass from Joe Burrow, but he just he really stepped up in a big way to, you know, kinda compliment Jamar Chase. We're not gonna talk about that face mask that he had. We're good there. We're still in the second half or second quarter here, buddy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Can I uh let's back up just a little <laughs> just for a second. Yeah. And talk about because the Rams, you know, get the, the cup touchdown and they go for they attempt the two point conversion. Is that the right time to do that? That is my question on that. I know it is again, it kind of comes back to it's a Super Bowl, blah, 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 blah. But they are you talking they, the they, fumbled they, snap? It was yeah, like it was. I don't know. I think it was just a miscue. I, mean, I guess they. I guess that it was. It was my bad. Just no, no disregard. No, no, you're good. No, yeah, I, I agree. It was ruled. It was ruled. It was ruled as a failed two point. Well, yeah, because so they it was a fire call after that, and they tried to figure it out and tried to do anything they could. Cincinnati almost returned it for two points. But yeah, it was. Yeah. I don't know what happened. They showed it like the holder just misplaced it. It literally like he was looked like he was putting down air. Like there was nothing there. Like he just dropped the ball on the ball. They're just looking at it like, oh, there's the football. Like <laughs> I, was a, I was a half a bottle of pink when he ended that time. <laughs> yes, sir. But yeah, that was that that proved big. I mean, because you go into halftime, you come out and, you know, Cincinnati just uncorks a bomb down the field, which. We're getting to that play there, Jordan, about the uncalled face mask on Ramsey, which I, <laughs> oh man, just that's when the miscues just started with the officials. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that was so blatant. Oh, it was bad. It was unreal. It was bad. I mean, like, I get the refs are pretty much keeping the, the flags in their pockets the entire game to this point, but I mean, you could just see Ramsey's head just get ripped back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, that could have ultimately been, I mean, granted it wasn't, but it could have been a drastic turning point in that entire game. It didn't. It didn't end up being that in the end. But, I mean, just for that, for them to come out in the start of the second half and throw that touchdown pass, I mean, to them, that was, I mean, they had all the confidence in the world at that point. But from a viewer watching that, like, that's why the referees are, Referees are getting such a bad rap at this point. Well, yeah, I mean, like that. they're they're in the driver's seat. They're up 17-13 at that point. I mean, and you're like, oh boy, where are we going with this one? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's it's quite a thing. Sean, you think it was an extremely bad missed call like the rest of us? Yeah, no, I, it definitely was. <laughs> I mean, I, it, again, it, it is such a high-profile game. I think, in, in all honesty, you have more cameras on the field during this game than any other NFL game during this season, and they nobody could see that. Nobody, like it's unbelievable to me that 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 play got through. I mean, I was happy. I'm not going to argue on that one, but it was it was it was bad. No, I mean it was just blatant missed call. It was I mean, he, like you said, he got his damn head ripped off, and I'm sitting there going, "Are you serious?" Because me being the loyal Florida State fan that I am, but toasting Ramsey. Now they're like, oh, they beat Ramsey. Eh, not necessarily. No, he got his fucking dome ripped off. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's just, 
unbelievable. Just what what a missed call that was. Um, but that, like I said, led to the touchdown. 17-13 Bengals at this point. And just, <laughs> once again, Evan McPherson, field goal away, did not miss a single kick in the, in the postseason. Just unbelievable. Didn't he break Vinatieri's record? Pretty sure he did. Because he had if, 14 going. If not, game. he was close. Yeah, just, and he, kid's a rookie. Because like, I think 15 was the record, I do believe, from Vinatieri. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think he was at 16 by the end of the game. Correct. You you don't see too much swag from a kicker, but boy, that, <laughs> that guy's got it. I haven't had that much swag from, seen some, from a kicker slash punter since, since McAfee. Yeah. Well, King down in, uh, when he played with the Raiders, too. For but, half a year? Yeah, that's true. But yeah, he's definitely got that McAfee uh, swag to him. But yeah, I mean, that's, they get the field goal there. Matt Gay matches it with a 41-yarder of his own. And then what a surgical drive down the field for Matt Stafford. No OBJ going down the field. And you know who the ball is going to. It's going to Cooper Cup. Everybody knew it. The entire secondary of the Cincinnati Bengals knew it. And they still could not stop him. Honestly, I don't think Cincinnati thought that end around was coming on that fourth down play. Oh, that, that was an amazing call. At all. I mean, there was nobody even around the first down line when he got that ball. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things was, too, was Stafford was looking at every single option, too. Even when OBJ went out, he was looking at his checkdowns. He was looking at every single player. I mean, he even had that no-look pass, too. I mean, there's just the vision and the time that he had back there was one of the key factors in this game. But And, and that was unreal, too. I mean, you, he's looking downfield. Yeah, he had Cooper Cup open, but then there's a running back off to the side that he dumps it off to that goes for 13, 14 yards. Just the vision in that game for Matt Stafford was unbelievable. Yeah, he was definitely locked in. That no-look pass. Oh, Yeah, he looks like off that. receivers like no other. I saw that in slow motion from like the wide receiver's point of view. I think, or yeah, and it was, I have never, that, that was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. He's, he's talented. Just he finally found his team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 13 years wasted with the, with the Detroit Lions, unfortunately. But like I said, you know, good for him. So comes down to the last drive. and Here's where it gets kind of fishy. Okay. So let me throw some stats out for you. So where in the world was Joe Mixon? On the last two plays of the game. The guy had 15 attempts. He had 70 or 72 yards. He was averaging 4.8 yards a carry. Against the Rams. It was third and one. And you have P Ryan in there. Why? Especially he's arguably the best running back in the league. At that point, he's the best running back on the field, in my opinion. And yeah. He was really non-existent. Why they made the switch, I'll never know. It's third and one. I mean, and you have timeouts. Why aren't you putting him in the game? He's averaging 4.8, almost five yards a carry. You need one. You got four yards to spare. And they put Pirine in, who's more of a power back, in my opinion, yeah. compared to Mixon. That offensive line is not built to run a power running game. No. They need the elusive person like Mixon in there. Absolutely. Just one of those things that you just, he wasn't in there on the third down and the fourth down. The fourth down play. A lot of things 
Could have happened, should have happened, but did not. Why doesn't P. Ryan dive for that ball? My God, son. The Super Bowl is on the line. You're past the first down marker. Dive! He made no attempt at that ball at all. None whatsoever. Didn't dive, didn't do anything. Controller must have died. Must have. You know what it is? And I'm going to say this. It's because he's a goddamn gator, that's why. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go. <laughs> uh, the animosity is coming out. <laughs> if he'd have went to a better school, he would have known better and would have learned more effort. That's all I got to say about that one. But Emotional damage. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I, I think the biggest takeaway here is the final play. And I, I hate to set it up this way because I just dodged the bullet in talking about Florida. But the final play, Jamar Chase beats Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey falls. Chase is wide open on the 40-yard line standing by himself. If the Bengals' offensive line would have gave Joe Burrow just a half a second more, he throws a touchdown pass to Jamar Chase and Bengals are your Super Bowl champions. But you want to know what the problem was, Jeff? Go ahead. I know what the problem is. I'm going to, I'm going to counteract your, your problem here. I'm going to go ahead and say offensive guard Quentin Spain was the problem. There you go. I'm actually going to agree with you. Quentin Spain was the problem. Granted, he went to WU. They call him Mr. Undrafted for nothing. But I will say this. Between him and Eli Apple, since the beginning of the playoffs, they talked so much shit all playoffs when they beat Tennessee. When they beat Kansas City, when they beat the Raiders, I get that. But then they just both got their shit pushed in in the Super Bowl. Well, the problem is they got too. their shit pushed in all playoffs. Oh yeah, absolutely, all playoffs. And Aaron Donald completely—if you go look in some of them pictures, Spain's like this. Yeah, Donald's behind him. Yeah, what the fuck you looking at? <laughs> yeah, I agree. One of the things that they had the blocking seam set up, excuse me, for Donald to come. They had it set up to where he was supposed to block him to the other side, push him into the center, and the center was going to double team him. They had him blocked. He pushed him to the wrong side. He blocked him out to the wrong side. Donald took him wherever he wanted to take him. All game. Oh, absolutely. All game. The only time that Donald got pushed around was when you doubled him. Yeah. And you caught him on the blind side. And he didn't know you were there. Like I get it, that's Spain. The story you play- of shutting down these guys. Well, yeah, that's how you shut them down. Yeah, that's how you shut down T.J. Watt. That's how you shut down um, Miles Garrett. Yeah, double team him. Oh, you forgetting somebody? You double team somebody. All- how can you not double team him all all game? I so, have no idea. So you know what you do? You know what you do? And it's unheard of in football nowadays. Put a damn fullback in the backfield and block the damn line. How about that? Yeah, and look at the teams that actually use fullbacks. Exactly. Like, what's his name from, uh, uh, what do you, went to Harvard, dude from San Francisco? Juszczyk? Yeah. My idol, baby. Not even just, I, I mean, they use him in all kinds of schemes, and guess mm-hmm. what, it works out. Oh, yeah. Don't even get me started on fullbacks in football. Yeah. I will go off. All I'm going to say is, if you, if you are a top 10 defensive lineman, interior defensive lineman, and you play against the Cincinnati Bengals, you will win every single one of your matchups. Absolutely. It's the way Donald it's been did done it all to season. Him. Jeffrey Simmons did it to him in the playoffs. He had, like. What, three sacks or something like that? Mm-hmm. If you are a, literally a top 10 defensive lineman, you will easily get through the middle of that fucking line. Cleveland beat them twice. 
Yeah, that's my big thing. I mean, you have arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but your offensive line is softer than a baby's ass. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like, get out there and protect your quarterback. There's a reason why your quarterback was carrying his leg off the field the past two years. Oh, and then almost got hurt again. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, he yeah. essentially had to carry his leg off the field again. Cause, I mean, you know, I I don't even know how they got there, to be honest, with that type of offensive line. I mean, you know. Neither this, do I. None of us do. Just a quick release, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, Thank I mean, you. Joe Burrow is amazing. I mean, yeah, let's let's call. You're not playing against. It. Tell me anybody. Tell me somebody that's even remotely close to Aaron Donald. They played all through the playoffs. Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah, but here's the thing. They also have Von Miller. So yeah, but that. he said anybody close to Aaron Donald. Yeah, but I mean, I said Jeffrey Simmons. They played the same position. True, but I mean, there's your thing. You you double team him. Somebody's getting unblocked. It's Vaughn Miller, unfortunately. Well, that's the same thing with like Tennessee. That's where Harold Landry came in, or Danico Autry. It was the same exact thing. But like, I mean, Donald's on a whole different level. He really is. But I mean, yeah, that, that offensive line is fucking trash. Oh, it's awful. And and the three of us sitting here talking about Sean and Chris and myself completely tore apart the Cincinnati Bengals this year and told at the beginning of the year we did a, a after draft uh, podcast and we were talking about how they made bad decisions and Jamar Chase will be a bust. Well, he wasn't. He was offensive rookie of the year, but we'll <laughs> we'll get to that. But I I still think they need some offensive line help. They need some offensive line help and some secondary help, and I think they'll be fine. Yeah, you can say goodbye to Eli Apple. I don't think he'll ever be on. Somebody will pick him up, but whoever it is needs to tread waters lightly because Cleveland will probably pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> Browns are going to Brown, man. He'll be in a Browns uniform next year. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. You know, but in all honesty, in talking about this, like that is also the reason why Cleveland brought in Clowney was to counteract the whole double team situation that Miles would get is to have somebody – Granted, he is not no Miles Garrett. He's not no Aaron Donald. But he can still rush the quarterback. And right. that was a whole point. And I think you're going to see more teams like that do that because they're doing it against Pittsburgh, who got the greatest, arguably the greatest this season, you know, defensive player. So that's how you, that's, I think that's how, you, that's how you're going to have to win games is you're going to have to double-team these big guys. But you also have to worry about the, their backup. But You know how you fix I, that? I, I defer. A fullback. <laughs> That's how you fix Look, that. Put a Browns, damn fullback in there. I, what I'm saying, all teams, it's going to come down to you're going to – everybody wants to spread the ball out. They want to do this. They want to do that. It's hard to spread the ball out if you have nobody blocking that line or linebackers. Because I'm telling you, if somebody gets a, a decent um, defensive lineman and a decent linebacker, <laughs> you're done. You're not blocking both of them. There's no way. You have two, the interior line, and then your your middle linebacker. No, there ain't no way. You ain't stopping that. Mm-hmm. You don't have enough people to stop that. Plus, you don't have enough muscle to stop that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I it's, I think if you if, I mean if you double team somebody, like, like still if you if you double team Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald is very. Obviously, very, very good. Well, they tried to triple team him, too. <laughs> if he breaks a double team, is a fullback going to stop that man? Because he just went through two people. 
Yeah, but at that point, at that point, you get enough time. You get a chip on him. That's enough time to throw the ball. That's at least three seconds. True. I don't know about three, but at least enough time for him to see what would have chased down the field. Yeah, your internal clock as a quarterback is going. Okay, I can throw the ball now. Well, with Burrow, Burrow was slinging it. I mean, he was getting real fast, and he was still. Yeah, he's much quicker than Burrow was. Oh, absolutely. I mean that that pocket just collapsed instantly. Instant. That that's a, it's surprising. It is very surprising that they they were where they were. Yeah, I mean Just, it was that at the beginning of the season was they needed an offensive line and they didn't fucking draft anybody. Yeah. And they make it to the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't I still don't get it. But anyway, they made it there. Good for them. But I mean that's that's one of those things. So 2022 NFL season is uh well 2021-2022 season is is done. We put a bow on it. Let's talk about the awards, gentlemen. I mean, just one of these things like we talked about, Jamar Chase winning offensive rookie of the year. Just unbelievable season by him. I was wrong. <laughs> we were all wrong. I mean, that's that's one of those things that just we were all wrong. I mean, it's well, with him, everything changed as soon as they took him out of the slot. Oh, yeah. I mean, they everything put him on the outside. Changed. They were fine. Yeah, because he did, like I, like I said before, it's, they put him in his natural element. He's not a slot receiver. He's a guy who's going to no run. Way, shape, or form a slot. No, he's, no. He's, no. he's a guy that's going to run down just the, like, the side of the field and going to make a play. That's what he's going to do. Yeah. That's, like, that's like putting OBJ in the slot. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Miss Cleveland, I feel all the time. <laughs> See, and that's where Jarvis would have. Yeah, that's his game. Right. He's yeah. a slot guy. Absolutely. Right. Yes. So, defensive rookie of the year. Good God, what a season this guy had! Just unbelievable. Chris, your boy from Penn State, Mike Parsons. Oh my God. Yeah, and this was one thing that I called. It definitely wasn't the bias in me here. Just watching him. Now, I was a little bit nervous because he did sit out the COVID year, so not playing for a year. I was like, okay, you know, what kind of game shape is he going to be in? He proved it right away. Not just at the end of the season when he hoists that award, but he proved it the entire season from game one that he was the Micah Parsons of old and why the Penn State defense completely sucked balls the last two years (laughs) because we didn't have him. So that just shows the impact that not only he had at Penn State, but then he goes in and gets rookie of the year. And that's what I said. This kid's prime for a hell of a career. Oh yeah, he's unbelievable. I mean, just I... did you uh, did you watch Hard Knocks? Mm-mm. All right, so that's where I fell in love with Micah Parsons. <laughs> is preseason? You know how everybody gets a few snaps here and there, especially the first first game, second game. He he goes out there, he he lights it up mm-hmm. like he's freaking amazing. The first game, he comes back. The coach he calls calls up to the um, the booth. And they're like, yeah, you're done for the game. And he is just like, why? I, I want to keep going. I want to keep going. I want to keep doing right. this. It's like he wanted to play. He didn't want to just sit down and for the rest. I mean, he had three quarters to sit on his ass. He's like, that's and that's that, that's what I love about that game is this and, and, and love about him is he wanted to get back in there and help his team, even though it was a preseason game. And. He he's gonna be good. It just sucks he's a cowboy. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I really wish we would have drafted. But there's not too many linebackers like that anymore that are you know unstoppable forces. We need that, and I, I'm I'm glad he's one of them. I mean, the guy can play three positions. 
Oh, yeah, I know. Easy. He can play outside linebacker, middle linebacker, and he can play defensive end. I mean, the dude can literally line up anywhere, and he is so fast. It's unreal. Oh, it's it's just ridiculous. He showed that in, in the skills competition in the Pro Bowl. Just just unbelievable. Um, offensive player of the year. No argument here. Cooper Cup. Walker. Cooper Cup. Just unbelievable. One of those things that just <laughs> just unbelievable. Wins the receiving triple crown. Wins offensive player of the year and wins Super Bowl MVP. Listen to this. Jerry Rice is the only wide receiver in history to do all of that thing. All of that. But it took him a career to do it. Cooper Cup did it in one season. What? And both those guys that you mentioned played FCS football. There you go. Look at that. That's why we bring him. Because he knows oh, yeah. all that lower Jerry level Rice college. Went to Mississippi Valley State. Yeah. Yes, sir, he did. Yeah. And I mean, and. Like I said, obviously, you know, I'm probably the only FCS nut within a 50-mile radius here, but I saw what Cooper Cup did at Eastern Washington. and I, Now, granted, he had a pretty damn good quarterback throwing to him, too, but I said, this kid's something special. Somebody better pick him up. And it took him a little while, but, man, I th- this young man's proven. But what the hell were FBS schools thinking not recruiting this kid? You oh, know? I know. I mean, that's that's A just zero insane. star. Yeah, no zero, stars. No stars. Unrecruited out of out of high school, Just, and then you know what? <laughs> and, and then uh, I mean, if you guys don't know the story too, I mean, like I said, his wife transferred out of Arkansas was working full time and going to school just so he could prove or just so he could continue his football career. I think they were the only two that believed in him. He believed in himself, and she believed in him. Way to prove everybody wrong. I yeah. mean, this is I think this is the big story. It's it's yeah, what you mentioned absolutely, but. This is the true underdog story right there. I agree. That's doesn't sound to be any better. <laughs> I mean, that's that's you don't get no better than that. I mean, that's just that's unbelievable. Just one of those things that, that he elevated himself and you know, that's crazy. It's true love. Right? There. Right? That's yeah. insane. Defensive player of the year goes to none other than TJ Watt. Can we skip this part? I mean, no, we got to talk about it, Sean, unfortunately. But, no, I I mean, I don't think anybody had a better season than than he did defensively, obviously, because he he did get the award, but I don't, it was unanimous. I mean, there's there's no way. The way he was able to bust through double teams, sack the quarterback, make the plays he needed to, scoring by himself and trying to basically put that team on his back. You have a an old veteran quarterback, you have a depleted offensive line. TJ Watt was winning games by himself. And they win the Super Bowl if they had a good quarterback <laughs> and a good wide receiver. Wide receiver. <laughs> Pretty much. I yeah, there's there's many, many things we could we could talk about the Steelers, but there's just he listen, he's a force to be reckoned with, and they're gonna have to look at the tape next year and figure him out. They're <laughs> they're gonna have to do it. But I mean, what, what the hell is the Watt family made of? Good God, mm-hmm. steel, <laughs> I mean. fucking steel. Well, and look at it too. I mean, he's kind of that hybrid. Um, I, 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 sorry, I can't remember if it was Sean or Jordan brought it up about Micah Parsons, how he could play three different positions. Jordan, Jordan, yeah. But I mean, look at Watt too. I mean, you've actually seen him drop back in coverage a little bit too. Now, granted, okay, that's not where he's going to make his money, but he can still do it too, right? And um, that just goes to show 
you have to know where he's where he is on the field. And when he's coming off that edge, dude, mind you, he's not a guy that gets down in the four point, you know, the five point stance or whatever either. He's standing up and rushing in there. I mean, not many guys could do that because you always say lowest guy's gonna win. Maybe not when you're going up against TJ Watt. I don't know. No, I mean he's already imagine you imagine you being a quarterback. And you see that guy draw back in coverage. You're like, oh my god, he's not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, there's no way that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's good. Yeah, I'll go he's down good. for uh, here. I'm just I'm just gonna go down for you here, sir. Thanks. No need to rip my head off. Is pretty much what I would be thinking. Yeah, I mean that's just unbelievable. I mean he's doing things that you shouldn't be doing as the position that he plays. I mean it's it's unbelievable. Obviously, comeback player of the year, <laughs> Joe Burrow. Good yeah, lord, absolutely. my goodness. I mean. Kid had an unbelievable season, takes his team to the Super Bowl. Just one of those things that you just, man, I, it blows his knee out his first season. And this is technically his first, I mean, his first full season and does what he needs to do. We've seen it in the Super Bowl. He's getting sacked again. They need an offensive line. But Joe Burrow, unbelievable season. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for somebody to tune in there. But, yeah. But like I said, Jeff, I mean, how much can he keep up with this when he's yeah. going to have to carry his leg off the field? And, I mean, you talked about T.J. Watt and what he's brought to his team. Well, Joe Burrow is doing that for the Bengals as well. He's putting this team on his back. But here in the next couple of years, he may not even have a back to put his team on. <laughs> this I mean, is true. protect your fucking quarterback. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just one of the swear to God, their first pick, their first pick better be offensive line. If not, I'm calling Joe just Burrow. Better be like, you better not pick up my fifth year option. I don't want to be here. Well, <laughs> and piggybacking off third and fourth pick ought to be off as well. Well, and piggybacking off of what Sean just said there too. This is one of the drafts to do it too because this is one of the more deeper offensive line drafts than there has been in the last few years. There's probably not going to be a huge run on quarterback and skill players this year. So yeah, I mean, with them being all the way down in the draft here, there's still going to be some great offensive linemen available. Yeah, and I think they need to draft all of them. <laughs> but I, I think they need to build an offensive line, and they need to build something around him and just use him to his, his great ability, because he does. He's got a quick release, but they don't need to test that, unfortunately. I mean, unfortunately, if it does happen, his downfall is going to be playing in the AFC North. Right. Oh, yeah. Between Baltimore, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. That's Black gonna, and blue division, baby. I mean, it really is. I mean, and if you don't have anybody to block for him, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be another... Five year career and he's done. Mm-hmm. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And nobody wants to see that from anybody. No. Absolutely. Especially not. a if talent I, like that. Mm-hmm. Just and the if I'm the Bengals, I make a you're drafting what, 31, 32, mm-hmm. something like that? I think the lines 31. are above them. I think the lines are above them. Anyway, I think you make a a, a decent sized trade to move up into the top twenty, you know, and try to get an offensive tackle. Like well, and don't forget, too, I think they're, don't quote me on this, but I think they're also playing with two second-round picks, too. I, I, I would have to go back and look at that. I know they, they have at least either two second-round or two third-rounds in They've this got draft. a good stockpile, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you could kind of think about that, too. You know, obviously, that could be a playing card. I don't know how far it's going to help you move up, but, you know, you can kind of play with that card a little bit, too. No, I mean, that's, we're all in agreement. That's one thing they need to take care of. Another crazy thing. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, MVP. What what? <laughs> I COVID mean it is real. I mean, 
dude has an unbelievable season. He he has a good season. I mean, it's it's one of those things. But beginning of the season, it was oh, I don't like my front office. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like anybody. His acceptance speech. Thank you to the front office. Thank you to this. Thank you. But what? <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, that's I, my my big thing is is here. Congratulations. You know, great, fantastic, number one seed. Hats off to you. No, Jonathan Taylor. Are you serious? Now, this is where I'm going to get in disagreement with you. What, that it's a quarterback award and you might as well put most valuable quarterback, not most valuable player? Oh, no, you're absolutely right because Derrick Henry got fucking robbed last year. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I don't care who you are. If you are a running back in the NFL and you hit the 2,000 yard mark, yeah. you should be in the, the conversation. In the conversation, at least. Well, yeah, but people don't think of it that way anymore. It's I know. not a running league anymore. Trust it's a me, throwing it league. bothers the piss out of me. And it sucks because, like, you got Taylor, you got Chubb, you got Henry. You yeah. got guys like that that, no matter what they do, they will never be in consideration, ever. They'd much rather give them Offensive Player of the Year than MVP. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, I mean... And that's the thing. Like, I mean, when these awards first came out, I was like, I was like, wait, what? What did he win? Most valuable prima donna. You know? I mean, let's face it, that's yeah. what he was being at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And I guess maybe I look at this from what they do from their actions off the field too, and that was where my frustration was. You know, it's just like, dude, they're investing in you. Commit to your team. Yeah. Be a team player. He wasn't. So that's where I said I was like, oh, you know, yeah, if it's most valuable prima donna, he gets it. But now nah, I, I. I respect what he did on the field, but yeah, how Jonathan Taylor, you know, how Derrick Henry, the previous, yeah, that it just blows my mind, blows my mind. It, it'll first and foremost, uh, COVID is real. And, <laughs> um, second, he could potentially be. I don't think anybody's going to ever reach uh, Pat Mahomes' status in terms of money. But he could he could be seeing a sizable contract this year if he especially if he stays with Green Bay. So forty five right. yeah, fifty the, million dollars. The biggest problem running with that is you gotta pay Devontae Adams this year too. Yeah, they gotta yeah. restructure somebody's deal. But here's the thing. If I'm Aaron well, Rodgers their 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 draft pick from what Jordan Love or whatever, he ain't ready. No. So no, no. yeah, he's gonna he's gonna sit another year. But I mean, here's my thing. Why leave? Tom Brady just retired. The NFC? Huh. In shambles. Oh, absolutely. Shambles. Imagine if Aaron Rodgers ended up in Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things. Like, what? What the hell is going on? Who? NFC's wide, freaking open. No, but you have no idea. Because what if he gets traded to an AFC? Yeah, right. Good lord. Right. Let's load the AFC more so everybody can just kill each other. That'd be great. That'd be great TV. Let's just put that on there. <laughs> it's gonna be like a like you're playing NFL Blitz or something like that. Something crazy. Best division of the league. Right. I mean, just one of those things that just, oh, man. Coach of the year, though. Jordan, how happy are you for coach of the year? I, I don't know about, I, as much as I respect Mike Vrabel, I, I don't know. I don't think, I understand he was the number one seat, but come on. You take the Bengals to the damn Super Bowl, and they win, you know, three games last year. How are, how do you not, how do you not? I have one thing to say that, and it's 91 players. You had 91 players on that roster this year to fill voids from injuries. That's how. And you get the number one seed. And what'd you do with it? Oh, we didn't do absolutely shit with it. 
<laughs> we didn't do absolute shit with it. And, like, going back to the, the first podcast I was on, it was going back to, like, you obviously, I think they were more in mojo with Foreman and Hilliard than Henry coming back. But still, with them having so many injuries this year and bringing in 91 different players to play on that roster to get to that point, I give them all the credit in the world because it's hard for somebody to get just come off the street and get into that system yeah. and play that high level to win games almost instantaneously. Right. And like like I've said before, Mike Vrabel, like, there's even been multiple players out there, like, going back to Pat Mahomes, what he said in this AFC in the Pro Bowl game, even though we all know the Pro Bowl is in fucking shambles. But <laughs> he came out and said, Mike Vrabel's the guy I want to play for. He's one of them guys who will get down and dirty with his players in practice. No, I respect the he hell out take of him. A hit, I do. And it'll make you want to run through a wall for the guy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I agree. I think he's 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 great. I, he was fantastic. I mean, that's that's one of those things. But I mean, it just I don't know. It's just how do you stack up against that? <laughs> that call was about as worse as the face ma- miss face mask. How do you not pick Zach Taylor? Right. I mean, I I have full agreement, Sean. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. Not to piss you off, Jordan. Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> no, no, I value it. But like, like I said, that's part of me being a homer. That's part of me being a homer Titans fan. But like I said, Zach Taylor, I'm not denying him anything. He brought Cincinnati literally from worst to first. Yeah, he, I mean, he really did. Fully agreeing. And I mean, there's obviously some holes in that team that they got to fix. But like, that's just I, it's just crazy to me that. 91 different professional football players went into Tennessee's room and they ended up with the first seed. No, I mean, that's, that's being coachable. That's knowing what you're, what you need to get done and, and steadying the ship and being the captain that Mike Vrabel is. I agree with that. doesn't happen very often. So enjoy that. No, I appreciate that. that. <laughs> I appreciate that. But he'll definitely be a hall of fame head coach. Don't get me wrong on that. Time, time will tell him about Zach Taylor. But right. I mean, that's just one of the, I, I mean, agree with that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Talk about crazy, though. We talked about the game. We talked about everything else. How about the intro from The Rock on the field before the game and then the Super Bowl halftime show? Just fantastic. Just one of those things that is very well put together, very well produced. Um, I did see some videos, though. It was better on TV than it was live. Apparently, with the big, the way the stadium is set up, they couldn't hear nothing. (laughs) Well, I mean, the way the stadium was even set up, it was there wasn't an actual stage. It was right. all on the field. Right. So, I mean, nothing could really, I mean, I don't know how really sound works, but I feel like sound wouldn't be able to mm. get up to people. But, I mean, I could be wrong. You want to clarify that, Sean? Am I wrong? Right? What? I mean, I heard it fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, somebody else said that to me today, said that they, the mixing wasn't really done well and I mean, I'm. If you want to blame Dre for that, go ahead and blame Dre for that. No, I'm not gonna blame. Him. I ain't gonna blame him for shit. <laughs> that dude's a that dude's a fucking legend. So, um, no, but I think you have a state of the state of the art stadium. Everybody should have heard that. It's it's just a matter. They you had to put that thing together so quick. Yeah, but they also do practice doing that multiple times before it's even you know game day for that specific thing, but. Um, I imagine it was it was all wireless, so there's been benef- there's benefits to that, and and 
issues with that that come with that. So then being hardwired into speakers and et cetera, et cetera. Right. It doesn't get there as fast as it should. But yeah, that's one of those things. Everybody's like, oh, go wireless. No, wired so much better. Yeah. Quicker. But boys, that's a that's a complete wrap on the Super Bowl, the 2020, 20, 2021, 2022 season. Just unbelievable back and forth kind of craziness through the entire NFL. Um, off season is going to be even more crazier. A lot of possible free agents, a lot of things that going to go on crazy. But now the football's over with. That means we get to talk some hockey next episode. Thank goodness. And Sidney Crosby got number 509, by he, the way. He did. There he you did. go. I was going to mention it. That's congratulations to, big, to good old Sidney. <laughs> That'll, that's, uh, can't wait to dip into that. Some hockey. We'll dip into some NHL. We'll dip into some ECHL since we are from the wheel. We'll talk about stuff like that. Um, Sean's kind of close to the uh, Cleveland Monsters. Cleveland Monsters, which is great. Oh, I mean, 15 minute drive. <laughs> about a stone's throw away from the Cleveland Monsters, but yeah, I mean, we'll... a fifteen minute uh, Uber drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But Shawnee, thank you for uh, hanging out with us and joining us finally. And Sean, or I'm sorry, Jordan, thank you for helping in and jumping in and getting this first episode and everything together. And we finally got a platform, boys, that we can hang out and do whatever we want on. I'm fucking pumped. Time to catch Pokemon. <laughs> Time to catch Pokemon. Sean will be busy catching Pokemon. No, I hope to join you guys more and more. I uh, enjoy this. I may not know what the hell I'm talking about, but, you know, I'm here. That's us all the time. Listen to the last episode. <laughs> yeah. You don't want anyone to even pay attention to the last 15 minutes. I went off the rails about NHL and EA Sports. So. <laughs> oh, don't do that. We'll be here for 45 minutes. Sean has the same problems. Dude, fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> that might have to yeah. be an episode in itself. What, NHL? No, just game, video games in general. Oh, yeah, we've done that, but we'll do it again with all of us. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'm down. Let's talk all that shit on Call of Duty and NHL. <laughs> you guys NBA. Yeah, Call of Duty. Call of Duty, a bunch of cheaters. Yeah. NHL, you get the stupidest AI, AI in the whole world. <laughs> As a goaltender. Oh, God. Yeah, we better cut that off right now. We'll be here for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, thank you for being able to hang out with us tonight in between doing basketball games on the radio. One of the smoothest voices I've ever heard and get to hear on Friday nights. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you, guys. You yeah, Jordan, guys. Sean, it, it, it's, it's really great to have you guys on here. And, um, like I said, that was one of the first things I said to Jeff, you know, after you guys were becoming permanent fixtures on there. I said, man, this name's got to go. Like, this is this is about us now. You know, this is good. And, um, yeah, thank you guys so much. It's a pleasure having you. And, Jeff, thanks for putting all this together, man. Couldn't yeah. do it without you, brother. Yeah, it's been fun. So, guys, if you haven't noticed, there is a name change. 100% Jeff and Chris is officially gone, retired. Nice two-year run we had there, Chris. But um, now it's Boys from the Wheel podcast. On Spotify and Google Podcasts, mostly. We'll get out to other places once we get more followers. So people listen, get us out there. Also on social media, all the social medias are changed over with Instagram and Facebook. So come check us out. Send us messages. We'll talk to you. I'll talk to you. Get some uh, get some different things going. Maybe some suggestions. Maybe some different people that want to jump on and be a part of the wheel. Guys, thank you for listening, and 
We'll catch you next time. Peace.